This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Baruch Shachiyonu, Wikimonu, Yonu Lezmanazeh. As we finish Meseches Chagiga and Dapashvua, and now we start Meseches Yivomis and Seder Nashim. Just a small introduction to our Mishnah. With a regular marriage, there's two parts of a marriage. There's a Kedushin, which is also called Eresin, and an Asuan. The Kedushin, as the, Gemara, as the first Mishnah in Kedushin says, is when a person acquires his wife with kesef, star, or bil, either with money, a document, or with living with her. The Rabbanon took away the last option, and therefore it's only kesef and star. In our day, we put on, we, instead of kesef, we use shava kesef. Kesef could be not only money, but even the worth of the money, and therefore we use what we call a wedding band, that the, the ring that we put on the finger, that's the kedushin. Now, after Kedushin, a man is not allowed to be with his wife. Even though she's, they're both fully married, someone else is with his wife that's being with a fully married woman. Only until Nesu, in the second part of marriage, when a person brings the woman into his Rishos, which is the Chuppah at a Chasana, and that's the Nesu in the second part of marriage. When it comes to Yibam, Yibam is brought down in Parshas Kisei, say it's worth it to see the Psukim, Perech Hafei Pasuk is that when someone has a brother that is that is that dies without children, his wife goes and we call it fall. It falls to her husband's her her deceased husband's brother and falls to him and, and marries him. Now, the mitzvah is that to marry the oldest brother of her deceased husband, but any brother is okay if the if the oldest brother doesn't want or another brother jumps ahead. That works also. But the halacha is, is that even though technically a brother could force the, his, his deceased brother's wife to have yibam, still bezin is not something bezin condones, and therefore it gives the woman a chance to, to opt out, and even the brothers to opt out. Now, only one of the wives, if, if the brother who died have, has multiple wives, which was in the time of the Gemara was like that, so, only one wife falls to one brother, that's the Mitzvah of Yibam. And in the Mitzvah of Yibam, is not like we might have heard when we were younger, that it's, they have a baby, a baby boy, and they name the baby boy after the deceased brother. That's not the way it is. They maybe, they could have that, but the Mitzvah of Yibam is just being together one time, and the person who does Yibam, when it says they uphold the name, when the Psukim say they uphold the name of the brother, that just means that they inherit his his property. They inherit everything that he has. That's what it means. But technically, if the brother, the live the live brother wanted to divorce the Yavama after being together with her one time, he still fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibam. And if he didn't, if he didn't divorce her, they're fully married. Now, Midra Banan, just like by a regular marriage, is something called the Kedushin, or first part of the marriage, the Rabbanan made a first part of Yibam also, called Maimer. Maimer is when you give also kesef or shtar to the Yavama, and that midrabanan makes you, gives you the first part of marriage. Now, midray raisa, even if you don't, before you do anything, there's still a bond called zika. There's a bond that every brother has with that, with the deceased brother's wife, and therefore no one else could take her from the outside, and that bond is called, that zika, if someone else is with her, they are over on a lav in the Torah. It's not a punishment of 
of death or karis, but they're Avran alav. Now, if they decide that they're not going to do yibum, or the woman decides, so then we do chalitza, where the woman goes to bed and takes off a special shoe off one of the brothers, the oldest brother or a different brother, and spits in front of him and says, so is done to the brother who doesn't want to uphold his dead brother's household, or his name. And then she is mutter to go. Now in our Mishnah, since in the times of the Gemara there were multiple wives, co-wives, multiple wives are called tsaros. When one wife has another wife that she shares a husband with, that's called a tsara, because it gives her pain. Either it gives her pain, or it infringes on her space, tsar. But it gives, that's called a tsara. Now, even though the Torah allowed someone to marry their sister-in-law, who's someone that usually they wouldn't be allowed to marry, in Parshas Achrei it mentions all the different arayas, all the different illicit relationships that are not allowed because of a close because they're close relatives, whether they're blood relatives or through marriage, and one of them is a sister-in-law. But the Torah allowed you to marry a sister-in-law for Yibam. But what happens if that sister-in-law is also related to you for, for in a different way? Let's say your own daughter married your brother, and then your brother died. So now your, your sister-in-law that should come fall to you for Yibam, the problem is she's also your daughter. So the Mishnah is going to say that there, she's not mutter to fall to you for Yibam, She's not allowed. And not only is she not allowed, we're going to learn from Sukkim that her co-wives, her co-wives also keep their Isser of Eshesach, of the wife of the brother. And therefore, that's a regular Ereva, and you're not allowed to marry the co-wives. Not only that, the Mishnah is going to say, if let's say there's a third brother, the brother that died, the brother alive, and there's a third brother, we'll call him Levi. And the one of the co- these wives that couldn't fall to you because one of... because your daughter is amongst them. None of them could. One of them went and fell, a co-wife, not your daughter, fell to Levi. Because that you're allowed. Levi's not related to those other people. And fell to Levi. And then Levi died without children. So what happens there? The Mishnah is going to explain to us that since the woman that fell to Levi was usher on you, because she had an isser of a sister-in-law, you weren't allowed to marry her. Because since your daughter was her co-wife, was her co so she was her tsara. So therefore, when she falls to Levi, that other woman, even though you don't really have any difference, there's no difference between her and the other sister-in-laws that Levi was married to, still none of them could then fall to you for Yibam either. That's called, the Mishnah is going to say, that potros torosayim, that any additional erva exempts any of the co-wives, bitsaros torosayim, and even if one of those co-wives go to another brother and he dies, it's going to exempt all those from Yibam. And therefore, and it goes on forever, the Mishnah is going to say, if Levi then, if one of those co-wives go marry Yehuda, another brother, and he dies, it goes on even if there's 20 brothers, they all can't come back to you because once they were considered an Isser of a sister-in-law to you because they couldn't marry you because they were a co-wife of your daughter or your wife's daughter or your wife's mother or any of the Arise that the mission is going to mention, so therefore they're going to be usher on you forever. So that's the the hakdama to the Mishnah, and with that, Mitzvah Shem will start off in the next year. We're able to go through very smoothly the learning of the Mishnah. Obviously, as we go, we mention a lot of terms, a lot of facts, all those things we're going to come to, and we're going to explain again as we get to each step 
in the Mishnahs and in the Gemara. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.